Nick here. Just a quick note before the show. Matt's audio quality is lacking. Uh, I will be the first to admit, and I apologize for it. His computer was on the fritz uh, during this last recording, so it's a little less than stellar quality. Uh, Rest assured, he has a new computer now. Next record is going to be great. Stellar, the quality is just getting better and better. Um, But for this arc, this story arc, the quality is a little crummy in places, and Matt does kind of, the recording does jump and skip a little bit. Uh, I think for the most part, it's not terribly often, and the point that he's trying to get across is usually pretty clear, and I think either Brandon or I sum it up pretty shortly after that. Um, Again, we apologize for the quality. Matt has been flogged and sent to his room without any dessert. And uh, next month's will be a lot crisper and prettier. So thanks for tuning in uh, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Rigged, the Random Idea Generator Cast. I am Nick McGill. I'm Matt McGill. And I'm Brandon McGill. And we are here to roll some dice and create a story uh, basically by the seat of our pants. That is the general idea of what rigged is. We roll dice, look at spreadsheets, put those details together, and then give you a story. All in a month, over a span of four episodes. Once a week. Delightful. In your ears. Matt, what do we got going for us today, week two? Week two is customarily our uh, world-building episode. Figure out um, what the environment is, what their conflict is, and then also what the MacGuffin is. Perfect. Super simple. It's only going to be a few rolls this week, um, but we rolled a bunch last week. If you're listening to this with this episode without having listened to last episode, go back. It's not going to make a terrible amount of sense. And just for consistency's sake, it would it would help you to understand the general arc of the the whole podcast if you were to. Um, listen to the characters that we created first. So let's go right into roles, I think. And then once we get those out of the way, we can go back and revisit our characters that we rolled and uh, put everything together. Because we we did a whole heck of a lot of speculation and um, idea building last week already. So um, let's let's kind of cement what we got going here first. Matt, do you have any preference for which one you would like to roll? Um, I think I'd like to roll the MacGuffin. I want to bring up the rear here on this one. All right, roll the MacGuffin. Okay. Yeah, there's no specific, real real specific order for world building anyway, so. Okay. The MacGuffin, eight. Eight? Components. Hmm, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder how we're going to work that in. It's a scavenger hunt. Okay, yeah, but what are the spell components? I mean, are they going to be actual spell components, or is it going to be like mm-hmm. something else? I don't know. Let's 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 work on that later. Yep. Uh, Brando, what do you want? Uh, environment or conflict? I'll take the conflict. All right, give it to me. All right. <clears throat> I've been giving you conflict my whole life. The past forty-six years. That's too many. That's too many. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, that is a nine, and it is a cult. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That, that's, that's totally a click. I mean, that, that works 
one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and even at four D six, it's not that's not enough years. I just want to go back to the age thing. Um, all right. <laughs> Our environment. Let's see. Environment. That's going to be a D twenty. Where is this taking place? Environment. I kind of want volcano. I'm not going to lie. That could, that could be really messy. The volcanic cult. Yeah. Vol, 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 cult, a cult cano? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. no, it doesn't work. Uh, sounds like a Michael Bay film. Oh, God, yeah. Um, planes. Number two. Planes. They're called planes for a reason. Ladies and gentlemen, our environment is the planes. It's a very nice touch. Number two, planes. All right. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> right? That was the last. We saved two planes for the last roll. Um, all right. So my thought, I mean, we could go the easy route and just say, oh, well, the, the school takes place in, like, Idaho. Yep. Or something, you know, it's like it takes place in place. Maybe it's like a 4-H school or something, you know, because I'm not entirely sure if planes could really add anything to it, like re- super substantial. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, other than unless the, I mean, if the cult thing comes into play, it could just essentially be an environment where... I mean, there's a seance or something of the of the like in the planes. That's maybe where they meet the cult. Yeah. Well, the the uh, of all the of all the character things, they're kind of some of like the side stuff is optional. Cult is not. Mm-hmm. Cult is our conflict. Like we that is right. a driving right. force. Um, that is the main what where they're butting heads. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like uh, uh, they're doing a ritual. Oh, oh, okay. I like where you're going with that, Brandon, that they're doing a ritual in the planes. Um, right. And to stop the cult, they have to get the spell components. That sounds... That kind of fits. That kind of fits. They, I mean, that's... They They. They get those spell components. They can't do the ritual. Yeah. That. I mean, that's, that's pretty straightforward. And it, it's still... It could still fit. Maybe the cult... Um, is just a, a rival school. Yeah. You know, they're, they're people who all dress the same way, think the same way, are, are, are all, all fall under a specific umbrella um, that is different from where these other guys are from, basically. So that's, that's a nice little convenient, we can pop that sprite on top of that idea. Um, and I think this episode is done. Um, no, that was a joke. It's only been eight minutes. There's no way. Very short. <laughs> I think it works really well. I mean, I I still really like the idea of Kayla being a um being kind of a goody two shoes, but she's not. She's just our our she's our least stereotype character, right? Like we didn't find any. We didn't like kind of peg her into anything did we uh not really um got the ball rolling but i don't think it was anything there was nothing specific said about her just yet no she no 
I don't see anything that really like fits for her. Not really. Mm-hmm. None of her roles felt super, um, super specific for for our ideas. It was just more of a general character. She feels she's to me though. She does still feel like the um, the antagonist. She does feel like the character that we are following um, in this story, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Almost the sort the sort of antagonist where maybe the focus doesn't come to her until later on because you have two others that are one is older you're more likely to follow that uh, and the group is more likely likely to follow that and then another which is just so good in nature um she may sort of fly under the radar and then mm-hmm. you know pop up as a heroic figure later on Right, right, which which kind of fits into the um the young adult feel. She's the Neville Longbottom, yes, of of this this story. Except except I see her coming being less of a heel, yeah, than Neville. Neville was just like the butt of jokes until the very end. Like she I I feel like she would she would emerge at least a little bit more. Is this a is this a goblin school? Is this specifically a goblin school since our two students are are goblins? I mean, we could go that far. That's actually that could that could sort of set up the story in with the rival thing or the cult thing having, you know, the having the enemy. Yeah. And maybe you could play in the race of um Jasmine. The enemy is lizard folk. Mm. Or something along those lines. She is now teaching at the Goblin School and is sort of defected from... Because she got kicked out of their society, that's why she was a hermit? Could be. Possibly. See, I, I had the idea. I wanted the other school to be like humans, to be like the the rich kids, the really good... Um, we we see it from the other side of the rich kids, basically. Kind of, that's... that's Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about. I I felt this story was going. Yes. Um, Matt, what do you think? Between or do you have do? You, what do you think about either of those? Or do you have your own idea about it? Like, did anything when you when you saw that setup? Did anything kind of like immediately come into your your thought in terms of that setup? The the tough thing that I see with Kayla being kind of the wallflower is just her noble background an issue there. But beyond that, I think that that's, that's definitely how it should go. Mm-hmm. Not just a goblin school, but kind of a creatures in that one school. So monstrous races. Yeah, from the monstrous races. Yeah, something like that. You know, because otherwise you're wondering why... Why did uh, Jazz get a job at that school? But why would they go and actually get her to do this job? There's got to be a goblin out there that can do one or two of those uh, specific duties. Why would they go and, like, team up with her? Why would she be a part of that party, you know? Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I see, even if it's a school specifically for goblins, I don't see why they wouldn't have other monstrous races as teachers, you know? Well, and even if it does go back to the, you know, she's sort of shamed from 
her origins. Yeah, if we if we do if we do that, um, that the other that the rival school slash cult um, is lizard folk. Yeah, um, it could still work because um, Jonathan is just going to do whatever it takes to for the greater good. And looking, you know, I've been reading over uh, Kayla's attributes and she definitely just everything pieced together sort of screams she's the rich guys rich people's daughter comes from nobility but she's got that she's an outcast because of that but she doesn't want to be she wants to be in with everyone else she does that she's going through that adolescent thing and so she's sort of like a, an outsider in that sense in her school specifically, you're saying she's an outcast. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, at that age, that's your whole life. So that is sure, who you are. Sure. How do we, or do we need to, um, how do we explain, if we're thinking that the goblin school or the monstrous races school is, um, is, like the the poor kids, the bad side of the tracks, basically. How do we square that with her being of of nobility? So I think that you could. So there's monstrous races, and you know every every race has its nobilities. Every race has its higher classes. Okay. And so their their higher classes are still below the humans. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So they may be, they may sit high with the monstrous races, but they still are below the humans, even the lowest of humans, as as it were. So that's kind of where the conflict comes in, because all the humans are just, they're just convinced that they're so much better, and they, um, they're they're close-minded to to any racial harmony, if you will, in in that world. Yeah. Um. So what what makes a goblin a noble does not make a human a noble. Right, right. They're, they're the qualities, the attributes, the even if it's uh, physical possessions, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the goblins have a really nice stump. Yes. Well, the way it, what pops into my mind is, is a noble goblin is maybe they're, they're on the town board of their little community. And maybe they're a little shop owner that exports to the humans, so they provide goods to the humans, so they have at least a working relationship with the humans. Okay. But maybe, maybe it goes awry, and and you know that could feed into the story. And they're on the wealthier side, right? Um, for, of goblins, right? Upper lower class, essentially, yeah. in comparison to humans. Okay. Matt, how do you square Kayla being a noble as a goblin um, and being in the the school on the bad side of the tracks, essentially? Well, I think a good point that noble is um, kind of a, a, a term that you can use to mean just the best of the worst. Sure. Worst, worst being in quotes. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, she's... It's all subjective. Yeah, it's all very subjective. 
I think along with that too, she's looked upon essentially by the adulthood of the community as, you know, somewhat of the upper crust. But I like, I do like the idea that she's an outcast at the school because, so she's, she is a goblin like the rest of them. However, her parents are nobility and therefore maybe again, shopkeepers and therefore they have a relationship with humans and that sets her back in her social life. That is bang on what I was going to say that to the, to the adults of the goblins, yes, it's super, it's super enviable and respectful if they, if the, that family has that relationship with the humans, but the, the, the kids in the school, the goblin kids, they don't care about any of that. Nope. They think she's privileged and they think that the humans are gross. So why would anyone want to be connected to them? Because they don't have those other um, external pressures and ideas influencing them. Right. She's a traitor. Right. Yeah, her fa- exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her family, they're traitors to do that. It's it's goblin pride, basically. She is, she is the, the spawn of a, a pair of sellouts, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she maybe her family line is the one who who introduced the connection to the humans. I could dig deeper. You know, it could could be that bad. And they're t- and and her family is taught about in their history, in goblin history. Yep. Yes. Okay, I like that. I think that works. Um have we I th- I think before we go any further, we need a name for the school. I'm going to use the random name generator. Matt, give me a D4. Odds are male. Evens are female. That is a three. So it's a male. Okay, male. So I'm going to pull up goblin, a male goblin name list. And this is actual goblin name list instead of the other one. Um, instead of just like generic names. Brandon, give me a D10. Uh, we have a five. Five. Orcs. Now let's that's that. Okay, we'll go one up. Zoink. Z o i n k. You just turned it into Scooby Doo. Zoinks. <laughs> um, and go. Give me another D ten. Alrighty, another D ten. That's a nine. <laughs> Bre- Breer socks. B r i r s o h x. Briar socks. The Zoinks Briar Socks School of Advanced Goblinoid Learning. Okay. I like it. Z B S O A L. He is the uh, Goblin Professor X. That's it. Professor Z. <laughs> Professor <Yes>. Z. <laughs> and he, he he doesn't have a wheelchair. He's he's in a barrel, and people wheel him around in a barrel. <laughs> He suffers horribly from vertigo. <laughs> he's just he's just always covered in vomit. Oh. <laughs> There's a spigot on the bottom of the of the barrel to let it out. <laughs> They're holes. They're holes. They just drain out as they spin it. Oh, it gets on everyone though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can imagine it being like a spit off on a trumpet. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's not even that it's not that advanced. It's bad enough when he's wheeling to the store, forget when he wheels up for commencement ceremony. He used to have a smaller barrel, but he just got fatter and fatter. He's like a hermit crab. <laughs> he had to change barrels. <laughs> he 
Yeah, yeah. He swapped out barrels. They had to roll him to a bigger barrel and then turn around so they they couldn't see him leave the barrel and get yes. the other one. They just turn around and wait. They just hear shuffling and then I'm done. <laughs> 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 All right, Mr. Briar Socks. So that we've got the very important detail. Let's go for the other school. Are we going humans? Yeah. Are we going like humies and elves and and the like the crust. really yes. the, the pretty rich yeah. um preppy? Yeah, I I think that works better. That's a great great idea. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so we need we need some some names for them too then. For the people or the school, the school. For that school, we need we need that school name. So let's pick like a fancy royal slash posh English names. Brandon, give me a D four for gender. Uh, that is a four. So female. So that is female. Matt, give me a D ten. Seven. Oh, this is perfect. The Eloise Exeter. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so Eloise Exeter. I think I'm going to take School of Advanced Learning from um, Zoinks Briar Socks. So it's going to be the Eloise Exeter Academy of Advanced Learning. So one's a school and the other's academy? Yeah. So it's the eel. E-E-A-A-L? The e The eel, yeah. That that's actually what they chant when they're playing the sports eels. Eel, eel, eel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the mascot's an eel. <laughs> <laughs> Eloise the, the eel. With yeah. a three piece suit on, though. Oh, of course. Super fancy. So um so the Zoinks Briar Socks, we need to get rid of advanced yeah. learning. The school of school schooling. of school of thinking. Okay, so that's turned into Z B S O M T, Zobsomt. They're called they're called zobbers. The eels call them zobbers. All right, we are, we are getting way too way too far into these details. Yeah. All right, so so the Eloise Exeter Academy of Advanced Learning and Zoinks Briarsocks School of Moderate Thinking. I think I want thinkage, moderate thinkage. Thinkage, yeah. That really important detail. So, what's the next uh, thing we need to address? Oh, mercenaries? Do we want to? Do we want to tackle that yet, or do we want to tackle like the the spell component cult part? Component cult part, because that might relate how how and or why they're mercenaries. Okay. Okay. Um. So, cult really just fits into rival school. Yeah, I think. Right? Do we want to? Do we want to go any further than that? I think that that works. Right. Do you want it as plain as that, or, I mean... Does it need to be any more than I mean, that? What do you I, think? I, I do you think it's lacking something? No, not necessarily that it's lacking anything, just... I mean, is that are you basically just calling the humans a cult, or will we get into... I'm calling the other school. The other okay. school is a cult. Okay. Yeah. So what if it's something along the lines of a, um, like a homecoming? They have the... Um, the spell components are just just random, but the spell itself is the school pride type thing. Yeah, right. It it can be um, it can be loosely interpreted. 
Yeah, I like that. I think that's fun. I think that's a great way to to kind of get away from hack slash sword and sorcery. The cut and dry. Yeah, exactly. To kind of make to spread it out a little bit more. So yeah, I think that the cult and the spell components work. The school pride. Um, do we want to cement out what those spell spell components in in air quotes are? I mean, I I liked what you were thinking, Matt. Like maybe um, because it's a homecoming game or or dance or something. We'll say a homecoming game. Um, so like the mascot head, uh, the the like half of the jerseys or or the game football or you guys were much more school pride than I was. So so what are your thoughts on on the matter? Yeah, I think the mascot head's a big one. I think just like the the jersey of the okay, sure, sure, sure. Are we gonna do football? We could do that, or we could kind of brainstorm a. Yeah. More time appropriate sort of activity. Yep. Okay, so we'll just we'll put down Captain's jersey for now. Do we want um at least one more, maybe? Yeah, I would say at least one more. Okay. Let's see. Could it be could it slash should it be um something that's not so specifically related to the sport? Can it be a little more general, do you think? It could be, I'm th- I was just thinking something along the lines of uh, maybe the other school's principal's nameplate from his desk oh. or something like that, you know? Yeah, I was thinking something along those lines, too, either from, like, a teacher. Okay. Um, yeah. The, oh, oh, so maybe it's um. Exeter Academy's drama teachers like golden skull award or something that she won and there's there's really no reason that has to be stolen except for the fact that jasmine is kind of petty (laughs) um and it's just like oh yeah this will this will totally ruin them just imagine how upset they'll be and oh oh okay and then like the official writ um of the of the components are uh an enemy's head. The head, the head of an enemy. The garb of their captain, and a hmm, the trophy of their fool. The, tr- the trophy, uh, and their their fool's trophy. Yeah, yeah. Like it's some some prophecy from from eons ago (laughs) yeah the head of an enemy the garb of their captain their fool's trophy perfect wonderful okay so that definitely fits in for spell components i don't think we need anything else right i think the three is is fairly sufficient yeah rule of threes and all that Mm -hmm. so okay i think i think that adds a lot of potential for mercenaries right yeah well i was thinking you got mercenaries you have the one kid from out of town Mm. she shouldn't be there wipe the slate clean of the the to get back in the good graces races right oh sure yeah she's proving herself yes she's proving that she's not a traitor took the words out of my mouth yes 
Yes, it it's it's their 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 payment is to be accepted. Acceptance. Uh, but how do we? How do we get? How do we? Hmm. How does mercenary fit into that? You know, if if we're if we're specifying that mercenary um, is is that there's a form of payment, there's a form of transaction to have this done. They're hired guns, basically. Yeah. It, the the yeah the I mean transit payment doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. Sure, but but what would it be? The payment for the two students would be acceptance. Okay, because they're both outsiders. One is one is not from here. The other is just too, you know, too good for us. So the, you know, the most popular clique sends them on this mission. Or the team, the opposite team. Or I mean, their their team. There's the um... yeah, during their pep rally or something. They they point out to Jonathan already. And say, "Hey, you! You can do it." There you go. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I think, I think initially in the, um, in the the pep rally, there's only two. Yes, it's only those two. They, they, they signal out him alone, and then she says, "Oh, I'll go," and then the whole auditorium gasps and they go crazy, um, because if they get caught, who cares? Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. and yep. then when they when they get out, like after the pep rally, um. Mrs. Pearson shows up. Yes, it's like I'll go with you. I I see her to go back to Harry Potter. She's very um, Sybil Trelawney to me. Um, the uh, uh, gosh, who plays Emma Thompson? That's it, Emma Thompson. Um, but that like that like wafy, wispy, like eyes behind, like lizard eyes behind really thick Coke bottle glasses. Um, I just, I, I really, I would love, I, that's, that's just, just how I see her. Like she's always wearing like yoga pants and, and just move movement clothes. Yeah. Yeah. With a really big sweater. <laughs> yep. 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 That has, that has like a tank top that kind of hangs off the shoulder. Um, because the neck of the, 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 the neck of the sweater is so big. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. So she comes up and. She's, I don't, I'm not entirely sure there's really any school pride, uh, behind her. There's no, there's no school pride impetus for her. It's just to, to, for her to, to get at this, this drama teacher, this other drama teacher, I think. Yes. What if they only want need two things initially? What if it's just the mascot head and the captain's jersey, and she come approaches the two? She's like, "I'm going to help you out with this. I'll be your your um, right, faculty yeah. liaison." <laughs> but but they told us or they told me that we needed to the list, and it yeah. is this, and they skull. don't really have to. Oh no, they don't. <laughs> or I mean, do they say? Do they say in the pep rally like? The, you bring us these things, or is it less specific and say go sabotage? No, I think it's specific. Yeah, it would make more sense. Yeah, if you're looking for spell components, then it's specific. Fair enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's um, and and maybe maybe it is maybe the pep rally is just this faux ceremony where they open this scroll and it has the ingredients. Oh yeah, Push light underneath <laughs> it, mood lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's holding it under his face. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell that it was fresh paper, and they burned it on the edges with a lighter. Yep. And then and put uh, <laughs> coffee, coffee grounds on it. on it. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and um, it there it's the it's the school. Let's see the 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 team sitting behind them, and it's the the pep squad, and they're singing a song, oh, yeah. and there's um, cheerleaders like bounding across the floor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of rinky dink still because they're not the rich school, but. But man, they make up for it in school spirit. Exactly. For sure. They try. Yeah. And they have to. You don't see anyone from Ellie uh, coming over and doing something as silly as that. They have a little bit more cool pride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. They're below that because they know they're going to win because they yep. pay for the best training and the best equipment. Exactly. So they can. Yep. So they're going to be good. That's um, right. What is the sport? Oh, boy. I mean, do we want to look at like sports from the medieval times, or do we just want to wing it and make something? Do you up? want it to be something like silly, something still violent, bear crawling? <laughs> I, I, th- I think as long as it's competitive and yeah. and there can be like a def- there there are distinct teams and there's a definitive winner at the end. Um, yeah. It, it, okay. And if that turns out to be silly, that turns out to be silly. Like I, I have no um, dedication to that. I think we've already committed a fair bit to silly. I mean, it's hard not to. I think I a part of me wants to to, to challenge us to make it really serious, but I don't think it would be as fun to listen to if it were. Yeah. Yeah. No, you sometimes you have to go you know, you sometimes you have to veer off the path a little bit and go yeah. for some a little extra fun. So, do we want to do Let's roll a die. Our options are animal-related, ball-related, or just like physical body-related. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you want to throw in there? Something not so physical. Something yeah. Oh, highly competitive debate. Debate or spelling or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so intellectual. So, so animal, uh, sport, physical, mental. All right. Four. Brando, roll a d4. All right. One. Animal. 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 Okay. Okay. Matt, roll... You can mash them together and make it jousting. On bear. On bearback. Bearback. <laughs> bearback. Bearback. Jousting. The, uh, the, uh, the actual backs of bears. Um, Matt, roll a d4. Okay. Odds are life-threatening. Evens are fairly safe. Oh, come on, one. Natural one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Life-threatening, animal-related. Animal. Animal. Uh, Brandon, D4. One is bird, two is reptile, three is um, mammal, four is aquatic. Aquatic. Yes. Four. Oh, okay. Life-threatening aquatic. So their sports are are somewhat of a uh, ancient gladiator type of situation. It sounds, you know, like throwing them to the lions. Essentially, there is a series of books, the Gentleman Bastard series by Scott Lynch. Um, Michael Page narrates them and he is heavenly. His, his voice work is amazing. Um, but in there, 
in the the I think it's the first book, first or second. They're they're in a um, they're in a uh, a a seaport town, and one of the things that the um, the mob boss who controls the city does is he puts on games for the the riffraff, and one of the games is like fighting sharks. You you're basically you're on platforms, you're on floating platforms, and you have <laughs> like an axe or something. And there are these like super nasty sharks that can like jump out and get you, and and so it's kind of basically just man versus shark. And if you're in the water, you're you're just gone if they knock you over into the water. So maybe it's some sort of gladiatorial shark something, or it could be. I don't know. You could you could almost make it sort of a like a bull riding type scenario where you have to hold on to the tail and stay away from the mouth. For as long as oh, possible. Yep. Okay. Okay. So s- how long you can st- a hold on and to stay underwater? Mm-hmm. Do we want to? Do we want to make a team component to this, or is it like track and field where it could be like a relay? Relay. I like that. The fastest to be done. It's in a closed space. You ride your shark or whatever it is without being eaten. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, so it's not necessarily how long you can stay underwater. It's the amount of time. It's how quickly you can you can move X amount of distance. Yeah, you have to yes. complete the cir- without say, getting four eaten. times. Yes. Yeah. Okay, with four different people. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's an interesting um, sport. Yeah. So sh- shark relay. Shark relay. Sure. Shark relay. That works. Okay, and we know the mascot head is an eel head. The captain's jersey is a pair of speedos. Yep. Or a spe- a speedo? Is it singular? Yes, it would be. It would be a speedo. Swimming trunks are plural, but a speedo is singular. Yep. Swimming trunks are plural, but a speedo is forever. <laughs> that's, that's um that's on the inside of my that's engraved on the inside of my wedding ring, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> um Gosh, I, I think I think we kinda covered that, right? I think so. We we hit everything that we needed. We've got our we've got Kayla, who is kind of an uh, uh, an unintentional outcast because of her family heritage, her nobil her her goblin nobility. We've got the Mrs. Pearson, the drama teacher, who has one hundred percent her own agenda. Yep. <laughs> But that being said, she needs these kids to get in just as much as they need her because why would she be strolling around if not for having, like, yeah. being an escort to a student yeah, delegation, exactly. you know? Yes. Now, there is there is one small conflict with that, I think. It kind of goes against the lawful neutral thing, does it not? It's not very lawful. Other than the stealing aspect... Not necessarily, because she's they're not they're not breaking any rules by going in as if if they're if in this world there is 
the ability to have like some sort of a student delegation. There's no reason. So, so as long as she gets one of the students to take it, she remains lawful. Yep. And that's the neutral part. That's the key to the neutral and, and, part. Yes, like, yes. I didn't do she it. She maintains her neutrality. I yes. escorted them. <laughs> what they did while I was not looking. She, yeah, she's just standing outside the door. Mm. Yeah. Although she does lie to them about needing it. Yes. No, she needs it. She doesn't say that. It's needed. Okay. It is needed. Yeah. Although I like I want the scene at the end to be they show up with all of the ingredients um with all of the spell components and the the they're in the assembly and everything and they're like what what is this? Why is there why is there a skull in here? What's this? Why did you bring us this? And we just cut to them all like looking at each other and like shrugging their shoulders. And that has that has to be the hardest thing to get and they just sort of toss it aside and they're Oh yeah! Oh so oh mad. yeah! It was there was a <laughs> life risking moment there. Um, the 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 only okay. So so you had that conflict, and I acknowledge that. My conflict is the devotion paladin mm-hmm. aspect of Jonathan. Um, does this go against him? Against the devotion part? He's devoted to his school. Okay. Okay. So it's it's more the the rules and higher cause is is the school itself is what is yeah. that's where he's dedicated well yes that and you can the nice thing about them all being students in a high school setting is they're all still very young and they can be duped into thinking that this is the greater good sure you know maybe somebody fed him a line about how horrible humans are and how this is going to help some sort of situation. So in his own mind, he's maintaining his innocence. Yeah. And if we needed to, if we really needed to, we could we could toe the line of, um, well, the teacher told him to do it. Yeah. But the problem is the teacher's lawful, so we have to toe that line as well. So that's going to be, that will be a hard. serious tiptoe. Yes. If, he, if it weren't for that devotion... Part of his of of his makeup, yep. the chaotic good would be fine. Yeah, I'm not worried about the yeah. chaotic good. It's that devotion. Yeah, which is why Kayla is easy. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I, I think I think your 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 point about the devotion being tied specifically to the um to the school makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It's true. It does not specify where the devotion lies. Yeah, essentially. So. Yeah, I mean, because because we're 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 stretching everything else anyway. There's no reason to to stay so, um, by the book, stay so by the book of the definition of devotion paladin right. from right. Uh, Wizards of the Coast Five E. You know? right. Okay, I think that's that's pretty solid. Those 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 kids are going to get into some uh, some serious trouble. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how we tweak the narrative roles to fit into the whole high yeah, school thing. Agreed. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and also just a, a gentle and loving reminder, um, and it's encouragement for you guys to come back and listen next week, is we have critical failures and critical successes for all six of our roles. So a lot could go right and a lot can go very, very wrong. Uh, 
so yeah, do you guys do you guys have anything you want to throw in there? I'm just excited to see how this plays out because it's kind of a it's a very interesting backstory. It's a very interesting sort of um, frame for this. Yeah, it's a great uh, narrative setup that we have going this time. There's a lot of extra flair and flavor and uh, um, variation yes. on on just our our your standard sword and sorcery that we've been doing. Yes. Yeah, I, I really like the fact that we're able to branch out or however you want to put it um, with this so quick in the game. Like we, this is only the third story we've done technically, and it's we're already starting to outside the box. Then just you know hit him with the sword and yeah yes yeah go go kill this thing and i'll reward you with gold yes yeah exactly which also shows the the different paths you can take in your own narrative sure it doesn't it's not necessarily just uh don't go for the easiest answer yeah i guess you could say and if you're thinking about running a game and you don't want to do standard sword and sorcery you know that's this is also another option yeah exactly is that you have the ability to stick with that, but put it in a modern setting or put it in a semi-modern setting, you know? Do do sword and sorcery in 2018, 2019. Yeah, exactly. It's all about that story idea and telling that story in the way... In the in a in a in a finely balanced way that is most satisfying for the listener, but also has to be satisfying for the teller. Otherwise... It's just dry toast. Yes. You get bored and then everyone else gets bored. Absolutely. Around you. Yep. That's it. Okay. So I think that wraps up our, um, our, a lot longer than I anticipated world building sesh. <laughs> um, we, we got a lot out of that. Yep. So next week, Brandon, what's next week? Okay. So next week we have the storytelling aspect of it, um, which will include, uh, navigation and conflict and cliffhanger as well as cliffhanger yes three separate roles that we will each roll um as we tell the story we'll tell it in three separate parts and the next person will make the role and pick up the story where uh with the consequences of that role as usual we would like to thank you for listening to rigged um there's no reason for us to do it if people aren't listening to it so Thank you, Mom. Um, uh, please rate and review and subscribe on whatever platform you you listen to us on. In fact, if you want to go to multiple platforms and rate and review and subscribe on all of those, uh, we wouldn't object. Only only five stars, please. A D5's worth of stars. A crit on a D5's worth of stars. That's it. Um, and if you, you give us five stars and it's a great review, we'll, we'll read it on... Um, on the podcast, even it's even if it's me me like me like rig, um, and it's five stars, I'll read it. Gosh darn it, I'll read it. So wrapping up this second episode for our second story arc, uh, I am Nick. I'm Matt, and I'm Brandon. Uh, on behalf of the brothers McGill, have a wonderful week. We will see you, and you will hear us next Thursday. Rigged is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.